Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and today we actually have to talk about artificial intelligence having the nuclear launch codes, and that is honestly what we are talking about, and I've said it a million times, a million times, I am literally, literally the only person out there that apparently has ever seen Terminator, because videos and podcasts on this topic, quite frankly, should not exist, I mean, Skynet, dude, really? Fortunately, though, there's a bit of sanity here. And let's dive in. Now, I'm cribbing very heavily, actually, from uh, an article by Will Knight of Wired here, who I think had just an absolute excellent write-up on it. Uh, he's got more information than I'm delay uh, relaying here, but I'm cribbing and paraphrasing from him quite a bit, because here's what happened. Basically, a week ago Thursday, the State Department here in the United States uh, basically outlined their new vision for developing, testing, and verifying military systems, which includes weapons that are using artificial intelligence, or AI. Now, this is the Political Declaration on Responsible Military Use of Artificial Intelligence and Autonomy, and it represents basically the attempt by the U.S. government to guide the development of military AI, obviously right now at a very critical time for the technology as it's expanding and exploding. We've seen ChatGPT, BARD, you know, Microsoft's version of ChatGPT, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this document, though, does not legally bind the United States military, but the goal here is that allied nations will agree to its principles, creating kind of a global standard for artificial intelligence and building those things responsibly within military infrastructure. Now, among other things... This declaration also states that the uh, military AI needs to be developed according to international law, that nations should be transparent about the principles underlying their technology, and that high standards are implemented for verifying the performance of AI systems as, again, they apply to uh, the U.S. military. It also says that humans alone should make decisions around the, the use of nuclear weapons. I'm a big fan of that, and so should you. When it comes to autonomous systems, uh, U.S. military leaders have often reassured, or reassured, I should say, all of us, that humans remain, quote-unquote, in the loop for decisions on the use of deadly force. But official policy first issued by the DOD back in 2012 was updated this year in 2023, and it does not require that to be the case. Attempts to forge an international ban on autonomous weapons uh, basically have haven't really done much right now. Uh, the International Red Cross, for example, and campaign groups like Stop Killer Robots, big fan of the name, have pushed for an agreement that the United Nations, uh, but some major powers such as the United States, Russia, Israel, South Korea, and Australia, have proven unwilling to commit to these kinds of treaties uh, or, or campaigns. And so obviously that's a huge thing. And getting the U.S. Uh, and Russia to basically agree on anything right now, especially the use of AI, when Russia is quite frankly, losing pretty badly in Ukraine in, in that meat grinder, I think that's going to be a very difficult one to sell. The reason, or I should say one reason, is that many uh, within the Pentagon here in the United States are seeing the increased use of artificial intelligence across many aspects of the military, and that's outside of non-weapon systems, so they're seeing it as both vital and inevitable. And there are limitations that you can put on artificial intelligence, which we will talk about. They are also arguing that a ban would slow U.S. progress and handicap its technology relative to adversaries like Russia that I just mentioned, and also China, who is working on their own chat GPTs and advanced LLMs and, and artificial intelligence as well. And so obviously that is a huge, huge concern. The war in Ukraine has showed, for, uh, for the record, how rapid autonomy or rapidly autonomy, uh, the form of cheap disposable drones in this case, uh, they're becoming capable thanks to machine learning algorithms that are helping them to both perceive and act. And so they are obviously helping the Ukrainians gain an edge, especially when 
when you are looking at uh, using drones to target things like uh, armored vehicles, those kinds of things as well. On top of this, earlier this month, Will Knight, author of this Wired article that I'm very, I'm cribbing very heavily from, wrote about uh, Google CEO's Eric Schmidt's personal mission to amp up the Pentagon's AI to ensure that the U.S. does not fall behind China as well. That was just one story to emerge uh, from the months spent reporting on efforts to adopt artificial intelligence into critical military systems and how that is becoming central to U.S. military strategy, even if many of the technologies remain nascent and untested in these crises. So on top of this, Lauren Kahn, who's a research fellow at the Council of Foreign Relations, welcomed the new U.S. declaration as potentially a building block for more responsible use of military artificial intelligence around the world. A few nations uh, already have weapons that operate without direct human control in limited circumstances, such as missile defenses, uh, that need to respond at superhuman speed to be effective, meaning you've got an incoming missile. Look at Israel's Iron Dome, for example, how fast it's able to come basically stop those incoming rockets and all of that. There's got to be artificial intelligence there. On top of that, I've also read articles on South Korea using essentially AI as autonomous weapons across the border between North and South Korea, one of the largest demilitarized zones in the world right now. Obviously, a very contentious relationship between North and South Korea, if you know that history. And so they're using artificial intelligence because, quite frankly, it can track very quickly. Let's say somebody crossing the border or let's say, you know, an entire division of North Korea decides to up and invade South Korea. The AI is going to start finding that very quickly and basically firing. So that's a huge thing. So with that, greater use of artificial intelligence means, uh, or it might mean rather, more scenarios where these systems act autonomously. Uh, as one example, the drones that we talked about when they're operating at a communications range or in swarms too complex for humans to control, they now have to basically communicate with each other and understand that you've lost your human operator, but you're still on a mission, you're still going to complete that. Some proclamations, though, around the need for artificial intelligence and weapons, especially from companies developing them, still seem a little far-fetched. There have been reports of fully autonomous weapons being used in military conflicts recently and that AI assisting in targeted military strikes. That has not been verified at the moment, according to Will Knight. And in truth, many soldiers may be wary of systems that rely on algorithms that are, are far from infallible. And I think that's a really good point as well. You know, even just playing with chat GPT, uh, you know, as extensively as I have, I've written one article, I've got another one in the pipe for this. Uh, that is, it's not 100%. It's good but it's not 100%. And the last thing you need it to say is, oh, those are U.S. troops, and it's confusing them for, I don't know, foreign adversary troops, and the AI starts firing, or God forbid Skynet, here we go. So if uh, autonomous weapons cannot be banned development will obviously continue. That will make it then vital to ensure that artificial intelligence involved in this development behaves as expected, even if the engineering required basically to fully enact intentions like those in this new US, uh, the U.S. declaration have yet to be perfected. Now, we've seen uh, to this point, and again, this was Will Knight of Wired. I cribbed very heavily from his article here because I thought he had an excellent write-up. Go read it for yourself. Uh, but but this is a huge problem, I think, that, that we are seeing. We're seeing the ramp-up of artificial intelligence and absolutely everything, especially threat detection systems that understand at a very rapid level the behavior and interactions of, let's say, uh, you know, a program opening as it's loading into the kernel of the operating system, you know, those kinds of things. It can see things in a way that like traditional antivirus can't see. We've also seen AI, you know, make uh, intelligent decisions in things like healthcare and other stuff as well. ChatGPT itself, if you didn't know, recently passed the bar exam here in the United States. So legally, it's a lawyer. 
you know, and people have been using it to get out of traffic tickets and stuff like that by looking up local ordinances and statutes that it understands that you can go to a judge and say, you know, statute 72B says, you know, my thing is technically fine and they're getting off on that. So I think it's really interesting to see where this is going. But military application is one of those things that is obviously deeply concerning. Because if we are allowing these things to be autonomous and they make a mistake, and we've seen a lot of mistakes right now in artificial intelligence, especially when it comes to facial recognition, if a recognition system is faulty, the last thing you want is your autonomous weapons turning themselves on you because it's basically mistaking, you know, the good guys for the bad guys. And here we are. So I think this needs development, but I think there should be, for the record, uh, when it comes to the nuclear codes, 0.0 anything uh, that the artificial intelligence should be doing, let's say outside of autonomously targeting, meaning uh, the, the, the target has been selected. Let's say we're launching a nuclear missile against, I don't know, a city. I don't care what the city is. I'm not going to pick one uh, there. And once it's launched and it knows that it has the parameters, let's say, of the vicinity, the autonomous targeting could kick in to say, okay, where's the optimal place to strike? You know, as opposed to saying, oh, well, the city is 5,000 miles in the opposite direction and then goes ahead and nukes Washington, D.C. or something like that. So... So I think that there has to be extreme limitations on this. There should be a human that has to actually make the decision and push the button. Obviously, if you've seen war games, you know, one of the concerns is that humans will chicken out and all of that. But, you know, the military is trained very well. It is a very sensitive thing. But turning it over to artificial intelligence without emotion would be even more terrifying than having an internal debate among, let's say, you know, missileers saying, should I or should I not push the button? I'd rather have that than the AI saying, let them all fly and deeply, deeply regretting it as a nation. So there you go. That is your news of the day. Thank you very much to Will Knight again of Wired. And here we are. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.